Welcome back to the Made For It podcast. Today, the podcast is featuring Vice President and Director of Athletics, Dave Hickey. Today, we're going to touch on with Dave Hickey, what was his path to becoming athletic director? What is his passion? Why did he choose to become an athletic director? Because it is a very challenging job. What are the biggest demands? What is his philosophy um, with the department and is just philosophy for leadership? What are the challenges with leadership and what does he value the most in this department? And what's the value of a leader? That's the question I'm going to ask him. And how does Dave have fun? What does he do in his off time when he has a day to himself, which is not very often, but (laughs) when he does, what does he do? Good morning and welcome, um, Dave Hickey, Vice President and Director of Athletics. And we're just going to talk, get to know Dave behind the scenes and what inspired him to be a Director of Athletics. Was it his dream job and some different things like that? So we're going to go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Glad to be (laughs) with you this morning. Here we go. Um, So last year, the momentum from the WIT, what does that mean as a department in the program? Well, I think it's uh, obviously was such an exciting time um, and as we you know work for the growth of the program the opportunity to have the WNIT right here in town um, so that our fan base could rally around the program and really start to see the progress that you and your staff and your players have um, have accomplished and I think it really caught a great energy you know we've talked about this a lot it just captured all of Tucson and beyond, quite frankly, um, the energy. And then to each game, set a new goal, break a new mark. Um, I think people, when, when you talk about vision or you talk about leadership, you know, that's, that's part of it too, is, is getting people motivated and inspired to, to come along for the ride. And I think that's what the WNIT did really, um, certainly helped you and your efforts to uh, promote the program, grow the program. But internally, or in our department, locally, and in in in, uh, in Tucson, but then also to share some of the great things that are happening when you're out recruiting and, and the growth of the program. So um, it was a fun fun couple of weeks. It was know? fun, and if people would have told me, "Oh, you guys are going to sell out McKill," I would have looked at them, you know, crazy and said, "Oh, I don't know about that right away." But but how hard is that process? So people don't understand it. That doesn't just happen in the WNIT. It costs a lot of money, so you guys had to invest money. So kind of talk a little bit about that process. Sure. Well, I think um, it is. It's a partnership with the WNIT. It, it is a promoter that comes in and, and puts the tournament on. So we share in uh, in that and and a lot of those revenues that we generate go back to the WNIT but in reality I look at it and I think we all looked at it as an investment in our program it was an investment in marketing and exposure for our program an opportunity for our our student athletes our players to be in a tournament format where it's one and done where it's it's, it's real it's there it's that night um, you know for for us to go through the prep and the uh, and know what it means when you just gotta you know play win move on do it again and uh, so I think those were all added features um but it, it, it takes a great commitment by not just certainly not the athletic director mm-hmm. you know and as you know not just the head coach just people that 
all, that help make this work behind the scenes here at, uh, in our athletic program at U of A, um, from our ticket staff to our marketing staff to you know all of our video and creative people. It takes a, a family, a whole village to kind of pull that together. And it was rinse and repeat. You know, those games came on a couple days, and we were on a run there where um, a lot of people weren't sleeping very much. A lot of people much. got and, overtime. <laughs> that's right. It was <laughs> double overtime. <laughs> but there was such a, a real joy and excitement, and, and um, we all are in uh, this. We love this business because of the passion and the excitement, and, and uh, that was certainly an exciting time. That's for sure. Yeah, and we appreciate it. You guys really made a big difference. And it's also it's always fun to see your athletic director yelling at the ref- referee's court side. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't That's do that too much, no, did I? No, it's great. <laughs> no but just to, the, the support just means so much. Um, so the next part, how like what got you here? What was your path? Did you have this vision to be a, an athletic director? It's a hard job. Did you have this vision, you know, many years ago or before you started? How did you get here? You know, I um, I didn't have a vision. I didn't know what I wanted to do uh, when I left college. I'm an economics major, and uh, I was a student athlete, and I, I love sports. And so I went to graduate school and thought it'd be, you know, a good way to combine some of my biz- love for business and and be in the sports industry. Um, and and that's how I got into it. Uh, really thought at first I was going to be a coach. Um, I played hockey, ice hockey, and baseball. Baseball was kind of my passion. I, I really thought I'd be a coach, um, maybe teach, do something along those lines. Um, and and then I saw this different world on the administrative side, um, you know, an opportunity to be part of a lot of programs or a bigger program uh, and, and, and just be part of, you know, a lot of student athletes' lives and creating opportunities for student athletes. So that's, that's kind of where, where I went rather than going down the coaching ranks, although I still feel like I'm closer to being a coach than I am an administrator. <laughs> I try to be, I guess. Well, I it think is coaching important. in a lot of ways. It's just coaching a lot more teams, a lot it, more people, and it's it, a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But it, so about, you know, I'd say 10 or so years into my career, I really did get that interest and um, idea and thought about maybe I could be an athletic director. You know, maybe if it worked out, I would, I would go down that road where you could be in in charge of a program, lead, help lead a program, um, be part of a big team of people that can make a difference for 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 young people and in their experience while they're here. Um, and so that's kind of how I got into it. Um, uh, I've been fortunate; I haven't had to move around too much. Been really only at three yeah. different institutions. Spent almost 19 years at Oregon. Um, 11 years at Central Michigan as the athletic director, and then to come back west in the PAC. Um, With, for PAC some 12. sunshine. You had enough snow that, and that's rain. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. So it's, it's great to be back in the west, that's for sure. Now, so what are the differences with – like a, it's a different budget. It's different. Um, Central Michigan versus you know the Pac-12 in Arizona. Is it a big difference? Does it feel different as a leader? Um, I think there's certainly differences. There's a lot more um, attention at certain times, um, more scrutiny. We're bigger organizations. I think the nuts and bolts, uh, the day to day, is very similar. What we're doing. Um, uh, you know, our, our focus is student athletes. Our focus is trying to put together a great experience for them, um, putting together a team of people uh, in the athletic department that can that can do that and help that. I mean, very similar in nature. Certainly, the intensity, the scrutiny, the importance, the financial pressures. While there's great pressure at at a, at a Central Michigan or some of the uh, Group of Five schools, um, there it's it's not 
much different and and maybe there's even more pressure to continue to grow at the power five level you you need to stay up we need to invest in facilities we need to invest in operational budgets for our sport programs um, more opportunities for our student athletes you know and and costs never go down so they always go up they always go up (laughs) and and we're doing big things and we want to be in it at the highest level and uh, that takes an investment and a commitment so i think the financial component is is um there's more pressure on that yeah. uh, at this at this level. You have more resources, but as I say, I think no matter where you are, we have a good a tendency to spend all of those dollars. Do we find a way to spend them in the right way? Yeah. Um, so, um, it, it it's uh, it's similar, but you know, different in circumstances with certain circumstances. Okay, let's talk about leadership. Mm-hmm. So, the most important traits of a leader. I know that's a tough question. Well, that's like there's a lot of that, but just or just like in leadership, what you really value with leadership? Yeah, I think um, you know leadership isn't about um, making the most sales or uh, um, you know doing the work, so to speak, or being the best at something. You know, leadership is about trying to uh, help guide people and move people so they can be successful. Um, the best person in on the sales side isn't really the best leader. Um, you know, that, that's a different, those are, and that's a great trait and we need to be successful, but having success that way is not really leadership. So I think it's about guiding people, motivating people, um, moving them along, supporting them so that they can see where they can go. Um, also, you know, trying to establish a clear vision or a, a clarity. Um, I think we get cloudy we lose track of what we're really trying to do you know what's our vision where do we want to go so i think good leaders try to do that that they're always trying to do that and it's a little bit of a moving target because it changes you can't just say this is the same thing year after year or day after day because it it, it is a little bit moving target um but i think those are really important um you know I, i think high level of of integrity you know, being humble, being really honest, straightforward um, are, are strong characteristics that, that leaders need to have. Um, but again, I think leadership is about trying to, mm-hmm. you, you're in it, you know, as a coach, you, you've got a group of people and um, your goal is to try to pull them all together to get them going in the right direction and allow them to see what that can be too. And, and how developing they can be other that. leaders too. That's right. There's no doubt about that. That's a whole nother part of, of leadership is how do you empower others? Um, to be leaders? How do they see everyone can be a leader in one way or another? You know, how do you help the group move forward? And what are the leadership components that you bring to the table as well? Um, It's not always just about one leader. They don't just do one, all of it. Um, How do other people fit into it? So, and empowering those people to do that. Now, in some of the high pressure decisions and situations, like where do you find your inspiration? Like, or how do you handle the pressure sometimes? Because as a coach, or admit, there's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, it it is hard. Um, it's very hard for coaches, and we 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 work so hard, we grind so hard. We know how much weighs on every decision, um, and no, every not, win no or one's loss. Ha- and everybody's not. There's someone mad about every decision. So every decision well, you make, <laughs> a ton of people are mad. Yeah. Like, I think that when you go back to leadership. You have to be decisive. You have to make the decision. You have to analyze things. You have to get great input from a lot of different viewpoints um, and then come to a conclusion and say, this is where we're going to go and believe in it and know that some people may not agree with it 100 um, percent, may not be on your side, really. But you you know that that's the right way to go and you need to stay true to that. And and then again, um, continually investing in that um, there. 
it's a it's a heavy load to carry at times. There's no doubt, but uh, but it's also. I try to get my inspiration um, and focus what's most important. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Why are we in this? Um, and, and, and I know we've talked about, it's about student athletes. So let's start there with the bullseye. And mm -hmm. I, we understand there's a big, yeah. a lot of things that go on in, in college athletics, especially at the power five with resources or, or uh, the pressure to win or, you know, contract, all kinds of things that go on and, and the social media and the national issues and paying players. Hey, we have we have 500 students here that are really they love athletics and mm -hmm. they they love that side of the experience. But they're growing as human beings, and we want to make sure that the experience is right for them. So that helps me kind of suck back a little bit and go, it's okay. We we're doing the right things, and along the way, we hope we're going to win and be more successful than not, and uh, and that our programs continue to grow because that's an important component of success you know, is the success of, of our programs and of the experience of our student athletes. So, um, but it's a high pressured uh, deal. But there's a lot of people in the world yeah, that have high pressure, sure. and you know, really, uh, it's not life or death. And and we try to keep that in perspective too. Um, we, we, we're going to go out and give great effort, do the right things, and hopefully that, that again, as I said, we'll, more times than not, we'll be in a really good position. So, okay, moving on, yeah. last part. Um, what do you do outside of your work? And you don't really have much time because in a day, I know you only have a couple hours to yourself, but what do you like to do to unwind? Like, where do you spend that? Where's your happy place? What fills your bucket? <laughs> well, <laughs> those are good. I, I, um, I, you know, I try to spend time with family. That really, I'm in a transitionary mode where, where our, our kids are kind of almost out of the house. And so just trying to spend time with family, um, recharge a little bit, um, really try to decompress when, when we're away from the office. You know, we live it each and every day. It is a lifestyle. It's not really... Our, our job it's a lifestyle because there's so many hours that we put in all of us do um, and we have to love that part of it but at some time you have to step back and and like you said get to a happy place and uh you know um, for me that's being with my family and an opportunity to get away and um and is really it like hiking is it yeah you know i uh like the water or I, like is it vacation yeah it's vacation for me um we sneak away to northern michigan uh actually a place where we don't have a television we don't have a phone we don't have any uh, video games um our cell phones don't even work you have to drive 12 miles to get a signal so at least it gives now i, I drive that 12 miles quite a bit but <laughs> but at least it gives you a chance to really decompress and really step back and um you know if it's raining outside you, you play gin rummy um if it if uh if it's a beautiful day you go jump in the lake and uh cool. and get on the boat and do some of those kind of things so i i do like the outdoors um i like to try to uh work out every once in a while. I don't do it as much as I want to, but, uh, you know, I think that's important, um, to, to really recharge your battery, get a, get good sleep and, and, and stay physically active. And I know you have a famous dog. Liz has told me about the dog. What's your dog's name? What kind of dog? Tell us a little bit of a story about your dog. All right. It's, uh, <laughs> Isabel, Isabel, our, um, we're, we're dog lovers. Um, and, uh, certainly my wife is a huge dog lover, but Isabel is a golden doodle. And, um, a big golden doodle. A big golden doodle <laughs> that uh, is a part of our family. And uh, great great animal. Um, we've kind of been, our whole lives had uh, Labradors, Labs, and Golden Retrievers. And now this golden doodle, is uh, it's been really neat. So, yeah, and is a therapy dog. I so said, gets yeah. to go into the classroom uh, with, with students and um, 
a trained therapy dog and uh, so it's neat to see those interactions with and she people. comes here and does stuff at comes U of a. here here at U of A um, during during finals week and some of those intense periods mm -hmm. and um, goes to some of the youth programs around the city she's been really involved in that and so um, I, I know that Liz and Isabel really like doing that yeah well thank you thanks for being on hey thanks for having me yeah it was appreciate a it